0: Assalamu alaikum everyone, I hope you're all doing really well, inshallah. Um, welcome back to another episode on the e Muslimah podcast. Obviously, um, Ramadan is now over. I hope everybody had a really lovely Eid, inshallah. But yeah, I am really missing Ramadan, I can't lie. Like, I absolutely loved Ramadan this year, it made me think of so many different things and made me really reflect on life and my priorities i feel like i haven't had this kind of ramadan since um covid ramadan i think that was in what 2020 so i don't know i feel like coming back from umrah as well has really allowed me to like really make the most of Ramadan as well Alhamdulillah because I just realized the significance more and more as every year passes and honestly to see another year of Ramadan it is such a big blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we really shouldn't take for granted because obviously you know the most amazing things happen during Ramadan, du'as start to get answered, you know you see people being a lot more happy, people changing um, bad habit, habits and turning them into a good habits and things so you really do see a lot of religious change within people and people you know starting to do better for themselves in terms of Islam so it is such a beautiful opportunity to really seek for forgiveness and you know may Allah allow us to see another year of Ramadan inshallah Um, Amin. So in today's episode we are going to be talking about what I'm going to be talking about and how to stop overthinking because I feel like recently in my I'm at this point in my life where I don't know like alhamdulillah I'm I'm settled like I'm working you know I've got my job I'm like kind of just going with life right now um yeah I do have like a bad, the burnout and I am up and down in my deen yes we all go through phases of where we're up and down on our deen but the whole purpose is that we do not lose that motivation to keep striving and pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but for some reason I feel like I'm at this point where I'm overthinking about a lot of things and um overthinking can be a like it can really be a killer of the mindset and it can really stop people from thinking positively and also um allows people overthinking allows people to create situations that don't exist in their heads and also it just makes you know makes it seem like these situations are happening in real life when they're actually not. So overthinking is where we overthink too many things and we kind of picture these events happening in our head when they're actually not happening in real life and we start assuming and making assumptions about people and situations. We start thinking about how we can control certain situations that we can't control and yeah all of that stuff kind of combined to be honest. But before we get started on Today's podcast episode. I did have a bit of an announcement that I just wanted to share, which I am so, so, so excited about. So, I'm obviously going to be uploading this tomorrow, inshallah, this podcast episode. But Um, I have released a brand new um, product and it's called the Ibadah Planner so obviously as you guys know like eMuslima it is a platform that I have created to do with productivity in Muslim women and allowing Muslim women to you know work on their Ibadah and track it so that they feel good about themselves and that they can set new Islamic goals for themselves and ensuring that deen is a priority and then you know having their whole other you know the rest of their life circulating around. Dean and deen, um, ensuring that Dean is like the core part of a Muslim woman's heart and their daily routine as well. So, I have created five different products. So, one is the main product, so that is called the Ibadah Planner. And um, by the way, these products are all digital, and you can find all of them on www.emuslimer.co.uk. Um, yeah so the first product is to do with it's just like an ibadah planner so it has salah trackers on there quran trackers and um, in terms of like what verse to what verse um, and you know whether or not you have read quran that day it also has a charity tracker so obviously um the nicest thing is that obviously we've left ramadan and all these good habits that we've developed throughout ramadan it's really important that we embed those habits into our daily life after ramadan i think that's really important so So for example, a lot of us might be giving lots and lots of charity throughout the month of Ramadan, but we might slack a little bit after Ramadan. So it's really important that, you know, we at least give something every single day. It might not be actual money that we're giving, but it could be we're helping out a neighbour, we're helping out the elderly, we're volunteering, we're just doing something good for the community. So it's got a charity tracker on there and a fasting tracker, obviously fasting after Ramadan. Um, it is all sunnah. So again, I feel like because we fasted for a whole month, Alhamdulillah, like I think it's really nice to kind of not just get rid of that fasting habit but we can fast on you know Mondays and Thursdays um, on the sunnah days where you know we are advised to fast if you want to follow the sunnah and I think it's just a nice habit to have because fasting like I said before it emotionally you know cleanses the soul and it allows you to be more grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it allows you to develop certain parts of your characteristics that you wouldn't have thought of like for example if you're fasting think about how much sabr that you have so it's all of these like attributes in your character that can arise from doing you know something beneficial as fasting so there's a fasting tracker on there then you also have My actually, probably one of my favorite ones an adhkar tracker and a dhikr tracker. So, adhkar tracker, um, again, if you don't know what adhkar is, so adhkar is just a prolonged remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, and in that planner, in the ibadah planner, um, I literally have written the morning and evening adhkars on there and um, the adhkar that you should do. After Salah, so you know exactly what Adhkar is, and also Dhikr, um, Dhikr tracker as well, which is really good, um, because I think you know Dhikr is such—it's a quick act of worship, it's a quick act of ibadah that you can do, literally whenever, like you could just be walking and you could just be saying Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar, Astaghfirullah, um, and, and so on. So I've got a Dhikr tracker on there also, because obviously as mr women, you know, we are going to be on our period so I have a menstruation tracker on there as well and I have added a tahajjud tracker so like I have been trying to develop this habit alongside with my friends as well where we pray tahajjud you know before fajr and honestly praying tahajjud has really made the biggest difference in my life like i genuinely feel like it's that beautiful time where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides who wakes up to have that personal conversation with him so i really do think like that is just truly beyond beautiful and i feel like the Hajjud also allows me to kind of prepare myself um for preparing for fajr as well so that I gain my energy and that I can conduct my fajr prayer properly as well, inshallah. So I do have a tahajjud tracker on there as well and I think in the planner there I have spoken about the benefits of tahajjud in there as well but also on top of that there are so many other things to do with like Muslim women so like cleanliness routine that I've talked about, self-care in Muslim women. I've also spoken about you know the successful habits a Muslim woman should have and portray as well as like how to devise a morning routine and evening routine and um, verses in the Quran that you can go to um, based on different emotions that you are feeling as well as, you know, learning the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So basically all of the things that I have been working on in my life in terms of Islamic goals, I've embedded them into the planner as well to kind of make it, you know make everybody feel the journey that I'm going through which is quite nice so there are so many different things in that specific planner the planner is about 124 pages long and it's got so many things in there not just that tracker weekly tracker but it also has um a personal diary like a personal journal where you can state your intentions and the nicest thing is, is that all of the weekly trackers, they're separated um, like every four weeks with a personal reflection. So you can actually talk about the habits that you've developed um, throughout your trackers and actually see what you need to work on. So you might need to work on charity or fasting, or you might have been slacking on a bit of Quran. So again, it's these beneficial things that are there. So again, it's not just a tracker in there, but you also have these reflection pages as well and also I have a page where it talks about how to complete the Quran as well because that is something that I have been um, trying to do and I love doing as well so I have added a certain plan in there and you know I've talked about the virtues of dhikr and adhkar and the benefits of you know doing your morning and evening adhkar so there are so many different things in that journal and um, there's also a part in the journal where we talk about how to get your sins forgiven and as well as that there are so many beautiful illustrations in there and it is just such a beautiful beautiful planner that I've created and I'm so excited for all of you girls to you know get your hands on this digital planner. This planner Along with all the other planners, it is obviously digital, so no actual product will be sent to you um, apart from a digital copy that will be sent to you through email and like a download link as well. So you can open up these planners in any note-taking app, so it's, you know, really adaptable for those note-taking apps such as Notability, GoodNotes or um, just Apple Books in general as well because you can annotate on that as well. I personally like to use mine on GoodNotes, but you can obviously use... um, the planners on notability or to be honest you can print the planners out as well they are printable and you can convert pdfs to like a word document however you want to do it so it's really you know adaptable to any digital device you can do it on your laptop or iPad I like to keep mine on my iPad um because that's why I feel like my love for digital planning has stemmed from through my iPad because my iPad is kind of solely for ibadah and keeping track of like my islamic studies and things on there as well alhamdulillah and also you can have it on your phone as well so that's the first planner the second and the third planners these are just the weekly Ibada trackers so if you don't want all of the extra stuff in there you do have the option of purchasing the more like the shorter planners so they're about 54 pages long and they are called the weekly Ibada trackers so they literally just have the tracker in it just yeah literally just the trackers not the extra stuff so just like the Salah tracker, Quran tracker, Adkar, Dikr tracker um, demonstration, menstruation all the trackers that I've spoken about um, they're all going to be in there and they do come in two colors so one is in hazel and the other one is in cream so again if you don't want the big Ibadah planner you can opt for just the weekly trackers so they're also nice as well very quick to use if you're somebody that just wants a quick printable that is also there and yeah it's like a really quick um note like you could say like a digital notepad in a way um and that's that so those are the three planners and trackers the other three products that I'm really excited about because I have honestly developed this big love for um digital planning so I have devised three sets of stickers so the first step is just the first step the first um set of stickers that is to do with just kind of like islamic lifestyle stickers so you can um, you know put these stickers and use them however many times you want onto your notes onto your plan you can even use them in your digital planner um, as well you can use them anywhere you can even upload them onto instagram snapchat on your stories these are very versatile you can literally use them anywhere and along with the stickers comes an installation guide as well so a guide that tells you how to install these stickers so you don't need to worry about um, how to you know upload the stickers onto your note-taking app and um, not only that but you also have um, student stickers that I've also produced as well now I'm not a student but I will definitely be using these stickers because again I'm somebody that just needs to take quick notes sometimes so we have the student pack that has all the notes and stickers that you could use as a student such as um, like assignments, deadlines, homeworks, keywords, revision timetables, things like that. So you can easily use those stickers as well. And the last set of stickers is the Islamic reminder stickers. So again, these are just a nice way to kind of decorate your planners and have that Islamic reminder that you can just quickly um, look at. And again, all of these products are all following this certain aesthetic because I do like making sure that my plans and things like that have that kind of minimal feminine aesthetic to it so if that is something that is up your street then I highly definitely recommend and the whole purpose of the EMUSMA platform in terms of creating all of these digital trackers is to allow Muslim women to feel like they are doing well and that they are becoming this new version, the best version of a Muslimah they can be by tracking their Islamic habits as well and not feeling like they're behind. Because obviously Allah SWT records all of our good deeds but it is also nice to kind of reflect and see how much we've improved on. So especially with the trackers, if you, maybe in month one, you weren't doing a lot of Quran but maybe in month two, you made that into your goal. So you wrote that into your personal reflection page, right? and then month two you've started to you know complete all of your quran every single day of the week for one month and that just goes to show that you can reach your potential so that is kind of like the main focus on the e platform Again, the purpose of e-emaslam is to aid Muslims in balancing their worldly life, ensuring that you know their religious duties are firmly embedded into their daily routines, and it holds the highest priority. So obviously, to bring this whole purpose into practicality, because Alhamdulillah, you know, the e Muslimer podcast has flourished, and I have a lot of sisters who ask me about how to develop their routines and how to track their Islamic habits. So that's why I've created you know these meaningful products that promote a drive to become closer to the Deen. You know, functionality and whilst aligning with the teachings of Islam and you know inshallah this is a new chance for you to better yourself and keep Islam at the core of your heart but not just your heart all of our hearts and I always tell myself this I actually saw this quote on Instagram and I think I might have mentioned it in a previous episode but it is you are in this world to build a place in heaven don't forget that so any of the deeds that you do Any goodness that you do, remember you are building yourself a place in Jannah. That's the reason why we're in this dunya. So that's the biggest reminder to ourselves that we need to, you know, keep Islam at the core of our hearts and the core of our daily routines and make sure that our worldly life does not become the center of our purpose. And of course, I have made them very affordable because, like, I just feel like, especially if it's something Islamic, um, running an Islamic-based business. Of course, you want to make profit, but the whole point is, is that it's accessible to everybody. So the big planner is about twelve pound 99 Um, again, twelve pound ninety nine. I personally think, obviously, reasonable price because of all the effort and the work that has gone into it. Um, the smaller planners are £5.99 each and the stickers, I think a couple of them are 2 pounds one of them is £3.99. So it's very reasonable and Last but not least, this is my favorite part of the E-Muslim Up website. Um, every single month I will be doing, I will be adding like freebies. There's a section on the website called freebies where you can download maybe like a wallpaper or a color palette or um, stickers or something like that for free that you can just take. And obviously I think it's quite nice and it's a nice way to have, you know, have like some sort of I don't know it's just nice to get like free things so yeah so that's there as well for any of those who wants to try out any of our products and it's quite nice because the first month is wallpapers so I have these three beautiful wallpapers one for the laptop one for um ipad or tablet and one for the phone and again these are all customized to ensure that it is like islamic motivation behind it and they are just like islamic reminders as well Okay, I just wanted to say that a certain percentage of these profits um, that have come through the digital products, um, a certain percentage of the profits will go towards sponsoring orphans, inshallah. So again, your purchase has the ability to transform a young person's life, inshallah. So please do, you know, purchase because, you know, some of the money will be going towards um, sponsoring an orphan, inshallah. So again, um, I really do pray you girls enjoy these digital planners and products because personally for me, I have loved digital planning. I don't know where this love has come from. It's such a niche concept I feel like and I see so many beautiful digital planners but I don't see one um for like Islamic habits and Islamic trackers and things like that so I really 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 had that desire to kind of form something that I would love and use and I would know that you girls would love to use as well and the nice thing is is that it's like feminine and aesthetic and minimal so I really pray you girls love these products as well Um, I will inshallah be releasing another beautiful product that I feel like you girls will love as well. Inshallah. So, yes, if you want to purchase. Any of these digital products, again, these are literally compatible with any sort of um, technology that you have, um, whether that's a tablet, laptop, phone. That's it's completely up to you, but it's always compatible with like certain note-taking apps, like Goodnotes, Notability, which are free to download from the App Store, or just Apple Books. You can download the PDF in Apple Books and edit it on there. Um, so there are obviously many, many ways to do this, inshallah. But if you do want to purchase, then please go to the website www.emislima.co.uk inshallah and yeah I really hope you girls purchase inshallah Okay, so now that I've talked about the launch, inshallah, let's move on to the main part of the podcast today. And that is to do with overthinking. Like I said before, um, I'm going through that phase where I feel like I'm overthinking a lot of things in my life. And it does have a negative impact, like it has a negative impact on everybody. Overthinking is not good for the soul. Because overthinking, what happens is, is that it kind of just shows Like you are starting to lose trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, astaghfirullah. Like it it just feels like that because obviously we are always meant to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan and the qadr of Allah. We need to build that mindset. And obviously overthinking comes from shaitan and so he wants us to kind of stray away from trusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan. So I'm going to talk about Islamic ways to help stop overthinking and things that I have kind of just been trying to teach myself recently and certain things that have worked for me. Again, just a quick disclaimer, I'm not a sheikh. I'm not like a perfect knowledgeable person. But again, whatever I research, whatever I trial out from my research, I will always share. And um, whether you want to take this advice or not, completely up to you. Um, but it's just I've always you know, told myself that sharing any beneficial knowledge um, and if anybody acts on it, then that is a big blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is also a form of sadaqah as well. So again, I just kind of like to share knowledge because I feel like I have been growing up with a lot of people around me who share a lot of knowledge with me and it has impacted me a lot. So please, I just want to say this is a big reminder to myself foremost. I'm not somebody that doesn't overthink. I overthink a lot. I'm a normal human being being at the end of the day but these are the things that have worked for me so again all of these things are a big reminder to myself for most before i share them with anybody else okay so number one the first method in terms of trying to get rid of overthinking is tawakkul. so tawakkul is an arabic term for reliance in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. so it's really important that we rely on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we put Our trust in the most wise, the all-knowing. You know, he never burdens a soul more than it can handle. That's the Quran ayah, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not burden a soul um, with more than it can bear. So that just goes to show that even though we overthink and we might doubt our capabilities when it comes to trying to get get through a situation we might feel like that we're not strong enough mentally to get through the situation but you have to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us so much that he wouldn't even dare put us in a situation that we couldn't handle even though we might not know that we are emotionally equipped to handle a situation but remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is all-knowing Okay, so Allah knows us more than we know ourselves. So if Allah puts us through a hardship, he knows that we're going to get out of it through his mercy. Allah Taala, knows that we have the emotional capability to go through certain hardships that other people might not be able to go through. That's why Allah Taala, gives people different hardships because different people have different capacities, emotional capacity. So it's really important to remember that this is why everybody has different tests because Allah Taala, not only does Allah wants to you know, test us in a way because he loves us. But also Allah wants to test us to show, you know, how loyal we are to him, you know. And obviously when we are loyal to him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us more. So again, even if you feel like you... You know, there are some days you might feel like, okay, I can't go through this. I feel like I might be hurt if something doesn't work out. But you have to remember, Allah wouldn't put you through a situation that he didn't think that you would easily get out of. Of course, you're going to, you know, go through it. Remember, verily with hardship comes ease, with ease. Okay, so meaning that whilst you are going through that hardship... There is ease building along the way. You are building trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And trust me, you will be rewarded so much for that, inshallah. Number two, and that is acceptance. Now, this can actually be a very difficult one because... Unfortunately and you know what I don't want to even say unfortunately like we're all humans we all go through it like there are some situations where it can be very hard to accept because in our minds we have painted this picture that's what I mean overthinking we we kind of you know think about situations that haven't even happened yet and we overthink even happy situations sometimes we might overthink very positively and I think a lot of people associate overthinking with negative but there are some people and I've gone through this as well where we overthink the most positive things that we end up getting let down or we overthink the worst of things and actually it's not as bad as it seemed so again it's really important to realize that with acceptance you have to know that whatever has happened has happened and all we can do is proceed with that situation with what has already happened so it's really important that we don't think about what ifs or what you know all of these things because you have to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written our every move you know any direction that we take in life that is because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. so if we start questioning and doubting what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for us then surely that questions our faith again that's what i mean overthinking is can be such a negative thing that it questions our faith unconsciously where we don't even realize that we are actually questioning allah's plan astaghfirullah so it's really important to realize that we just have to accept whatever has happened and just know that when we accept a situation we also kind of have to realize that is also a test as well it is a test for us to see if we accept the colour of allah or if we are challenging allah you know, we should never ever complain of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever. Like, that is a big sin and it's a big reminder to all of us. And instead, we should be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to accept the situation because this is what Allah has decreed for me. I might not know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what the outcome of the situation is. But I do know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has something better for me in the future. And whilst I am waiting for that future and whilst I am waiting for that amazing blessing, I'm going to use this time to get closer to my Arab. And trust me, when you that is, that's the thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might put you in a situation just to test you and your faith. Just to see how loyal you are just to see how much you are willing to sacrifice your life and just dedicate it just to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he wants to see if you really know your purpose Okay so again accepting situations and trust me it is not easy to accept a situation. I've been through it a lot and it is very difficult but you know what the one thing that has always pulled me through is constantly reminding myself of Allah and Allah's mercy. You know Allah introduces himself as Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. That's why we say Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim because this is how Allah wants us to view him. He is the most merciful, he is the most compassionate, he is the most kind. So what makes you think our Rabb will never give You know, our blessings after a hardship. Of course, he will, but that's the thing. It's a slow burner. This is a slow process accepting a situation, but it's a test of faith as well. And trust me, a hardship that brings you closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is better than a blessing that takes you away from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And trust me, if you are given endless blessings and that is actually taking you away from your Deen, you are actually, you are actually, in fact, in big, big trouble. So it's really important to remember that you know what even this is what I tell myself right I always tell myself if something doesn't work out it's okay because I know at the end I didn't do anything to displease Allah right like for example you might be getting to know somebody and you have to kind of just think to yourself, right, this can go two ways. Um, obviously, you know, it's not a sin to like someone. I've talked about this before. It's not a sin to like someone, but it's what you do with it. Now, you could go on, you know, you can do this the halal way. And then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you could say, I didn't do anything haram to displease Allah. Okay, that just shows your loyalty and it shows that you've prioritized Allah before any of your desires. Okay, because trust me, our desires can make us very, very weak. And even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that humankind was made, created weak. Okay, so Allah is aware of that. But we need to develop that mental strength and that, you know, capacity to kind of take in all of that and just have reliance. And again, this links with tawakkul have tawakkul reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, and that is to be thankful. So being thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before he knows what's best for us and what was khair, he knows what we don't know. And again, that's what I said to you before, like even when we go through certain hardship and we overthink, we have to remember that Allah has already written everything for us. It's like, for example, I read read this thing on Instagram where it's like, for example, when you get on a bus, right, you're not worried about where the bus driver is going to take you because you know you're going to get to your bus stop. That's the same thing on our journey, you know, with Allah. Like we are on this journey, and Allah. I'm saying this metaphorically, by the way. In this example, Allah is our bus driver, right? So we are on this journey. Allah is, you know, Al-Hadi. He is the guide. He is the one guiding us on the, on this route to Jannah, right? But so we shouldn't be worried about where Allah has taken us, because Allah is greater than anybody. Allah is greater than any humankind that we rely on to get from A to B, right? So we shouldn't be worried even though it's normal trust me i know it's easier said than done even though it is normal to worry about everything and ask you know ask allah why me why me all of this stuff is normal but you have to remember that that doesn't change anything allah is still going to guide you regardless if you have a pure iman and if you are you know doing things to please allah and if you have that faith in allah trust me with sabr like Allah will grant you blessings in its own time because Allah knows us better than we know ourselves. And again, being thankful for what has already happened because one thing I always tell myself is that, especially when I go through hardship, right? I never used to be like this, but I'm trying to develop this mindset now. And that is when I go through hardship, the first thing I say is, I try to do this, by the way. I'm not saying I do it. I try to, okay? And this is a mindset that it's difficult to achieve, but we're all human. We can get there, inshallah. Inshallah. So that is to say Alhamdulillah first of all. You go through a hardship, you pray your salah just to kind of calm yourself down because obviously emotions are overflowing everywhere and you do not want to accidentally do or say something based on a certain emotion because trust me, you will regret that a lot. So once you are inflicted with hardship, pray your two rakats. Like for example, the other day, I was feeling, you know, so overwhelmed. I was feeling really overwhelmed and anxious about a situation that hasn't even happened yet, right? But... I told myself instead of running to Allah's creation, let me pray two rakhats. So I prayed two rakhats naful and I read Surah Duha and I was reflecting on Surah Duha as well. Um because Surah Duha is therefore um you know cured depression and things like that. It's such a beautiful surah where Allah talks about um you know our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam, how he was an orphan, now Allah has guided him, how he was lost and Allah has guided him, how he was um you know didn't have any money and Allah has made him, you know, sufficient, things like this. Okay, and that just goes to show that no matter what hardship we go through, Allah pulls us out of that. And it might take a year, it might take two years, it might take one day but still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pulls us through and just remember he is al, um, al-adl he's the most just so even if he doesn't pull us through in this life believe me it will happen in the hereafter and I think all of us would kind of want it in the hereafter so again being thankful and saying alhamdulillah because there are so many people that have it worse and you have to remember that there honestly are so if you look at this world right if you look at it at a point of view where you're not thinking about yourself and you're looking at it from just like a spectator. point of view you will actually see that trust me there are so many people who are going through so much worse than you and you have to say alhamdulillah not saying that your problems don't matter but it's an opportunity that is a test to see if you are grateful for the hardship that you're going through in terms of right Allah could have actually put me in a worse position but alhamdulillah I'm not even at that worst place and I can get through this and if other people can get through this then I can get through this as well inshallah so again being thankful for what was what already given to you and seeing the khair seeing the goodness okay seeing the goodness in hardship is very difficult for some people to adapt and kind of remember and I was like this as well but now that I look at the previous hardships that I've went through honestly I, I now see the goodness I didn't see the goodness back then I'm human again I didn't see the goodness back then because I was so focused on the negativity but Alhamdulillah, after a few months or so, I'm so grateful that I went through that hardship. Alhamdulillah, because if I didn't go through that hardship, I would have, honestly, I would have gone through a much worse time. But Alhamdulillah, I'm so much better. And that's what I mean, having tawakkul So it links back to having tawakkul having reliance in Allah. And as humans, we are very, very impatient. It even says in the Quran that we are, you know, impatient. So it's important to realize that sabr is key, but whilst you are waiting, make sure that you are using and utilizing your time to pray to Allah and to really seek for forgiveness and make du'a, you know, du'a is like the most powerful weapon a human could use, right? So again, being thankful for what you already have and seeing the goodness in your hardship can really allow you to develop a positive mindset, inshallah, and that is a good way of getting rid of overthinking. Again, all of these steps that I'm saying, by the way, these are not gonna happen overnight you need to train your mind with it but you can only train your mindset by having faith in Allah and reminding yourself of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So, number four is dhikr. So, constantly remembering Allah is the best way to bring in a peace. So, one of the best dhikr to read is obviously doing your subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. Again, you can do this whenever you can. And, like I said, it's linking to the third point, being thankful and training your mindset. But the only way you can train your mindset is to constantly remind yourself of Allah. So, as soon as you start feeling afflicted with overthinking, start saying subhanallah, alhamdulillah, astaghfirullah, because that's shaitan trying to poke at you, literally trying to poke at you um number five again links in with number four overthinking is from shaitan so remember that overthinking comes from shaitan so who wants you to live in fear by the way who wants you to live in fear so these are irrelevant thoughts that cause nothing good to you all your well-being and they are dangerous to one's faith so like I said, obviously you have waswasa and then you have this overthinking that comes from the waswasa of shaitan and you have to remember shaitan does not want anything good for us, okay? He wants us to live in fear. He wants us to doubt Allah's plan and that is not what we should do. So again, it's really important that we remind ourselves of Allah because every single time shaitan starts knocking at your door to enter your mind, you literally do not open that door to him. I actually learned this from Yasmin Majahid. So Do not open that door to him and honestly just, you know, try and find a way and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stop this overthinking from shaitan. Okay, number six and that is to ask Allah, like ask Allah, you know, during dua, like you know, allow Allow that conversation to flow freely between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Literally, ask Allah to get rid of these overthinking thoughts, okay? He is al-samad. Seek refuge in him. You know, Allah is the satisfier of our needs. Call Allah by his name, okay? And again, even Allah says in the Quran, like Allah has these beautiful names, we need to use them, okay? Especially in our du'as, like it links with that sandwich, sandwich method um, of the du'a that I said to you guys in a previous um, episode. So you have to remember that Allah SWT, He listens. You know, he's, he's an attentive listener. He will always listen to us. Um, turn each anxiety, each fear and concern into du'a or conversation with Allah. And Allah knows what's in your heart and He always listens. And this is actually why I always tell myself, right? I always, I have this, I even have this written in the back of my door that I will turn my worry list into a prayer list. I always remind myself of that. Literally have it written down on your phone or somewhere. Every single worry I have, I'm going to turn that into a prayer list and a prayer doesn't even need to be long just make that quick dua okay it can literally be 30 seconds but you just want Allah to acknowledge everything okay so number seven Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says with hardship comes ease so trust Allah when things don't work out the way you wanted. Allah has something better planned for you so again if you are constantly negative and you are you know giving yourself these this negative energy what do you really expect like honestly what do you really expect um it's so important to develop that mindset the only way you can develop that positive mindset and i've said this before and i'll say it again because it works okay allah is medicine for us you know allah it's literally remembering allah doing your dhikr doing your adhkar making sure you are reading quran You know, Qur'an is your best friend, okay? Qur'an is literally the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of running to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let's read our Qur'an, let's translate it, let's understand what it means. Because trust me, one thing I've learned about, you know, Qur'an and me on my Qur'an journey is that you will find a verse and an ayah that literally speaks to you, okay? And that will make you fall in love with Islam and fall in love with Allah in a way that you didn't even imagine, Number eight, and that is remember that human responsibility is very limited. Again, Allah subhanahu wa taala, He is ar Rahman ar Raheem. Allah subhanahu wa taala, He is the greatest. Okay, He is above. Allah is greater than all of our affairs, all of our troubles and worries. He, Allahu Akbar. Like Allah is the greatest, right? So while we need to carry out our duty to the best of our abilities, always remember that you know we can't control the outcome of our events. And you just need to know that, again, we are limited to what we can do. There are only certain things that we can control as humans it's that now up to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what i always tell myself is that when you are completely stuck that is an indication that you just need to pray to allah and rely everything on allah you've done what you can now leave the rest to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if it doesn't work out if something doesn't work out allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has something better planned for you you might not see it now but i promise you he does and sometimes allah might not want things to work out because that is a way of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protecting you from something and i always tell myself never try try to force a door to be open in your life when Allah actually is trying to keep it closed because you're going to hurt yourself that way and Allah will never do something to hurt a soul to hurt a beloved pure soul that matters so much to him Number nine, and that is to use your five prayers, so your daily salah. So using your five prayers and your salah as a means to become less attached to this temporary world and always make dua that, you know, you never become attached to Allah's creation or Allah's dunya and that any attachment that you have to this dunya, let that be a a detachment to the dunya and allow that to be an attachment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So obviously when you stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember that you'll be throwing all your stress and worries behind and returning to him that's that end goal at the end of the day right you have to remember that our one purpose in this dunya is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know we have entered this world and to him we are going to return so one of the biggest things i tell myself is no matter what situation you are in and when it starts to you know conflict with your emotions and things you need to tell yourself okay i will not do something that displeases allah so we need to keep that in mind um, number 10, and this is the last one, and that is to seek help through sabr and salah. So, obviously, I spoke about salah. Salah is a protection from overthinking for us, of course, because we are just solely dedicating that time to Allah Taala. But also, sabr, like I said, this is the whole aspect of the entire podcast, and that is sabr. So, something that can help, which is patience, by the way. So, sabr, um, you know, is something that can help you ease your pain and suf- suffering. And patience, which includes self-control from overthinking again these things overthinking and self-control self-control it takes time and trust me sometimes it might take a few hardships to actually understand what self-control is but take that as a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if you don't go through hardship and you don't go through stages of overthinking and you don't learn the negative consequences then next time you're inflicted with hardship it's going to be very difficult and if you don't learn that and if you don't accept hardship from an earlier stage in life, it'll be very difficult as you're growing older when you're faced with more responsibilities. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Like, alhamdulillah for uh, going through hardship you know, at an early stage in my life to help me understand that it's honestly Allah is the only one that we can resort to at the end of the day. And even it doesn't matter how pious you are, there will be days where you struggle to have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you really want something to happen. But that's the thing, as soon as you feel like that, that's shaitan in your head. But as soon as you feel like that, pray your two rakhats. Make dua to Allah to get rid of this overthinking feeling, to increase your iman and taqwa. um, And you know, may Allah ease us of all of our sufferings and allow us to enter his jannah. Amen. I thank you so much everybody and um, to all my lovely um listeners out there for listening to this podcast. I pray you girls enjoyed this podcast and obviously I like talking about it has benefited me so much as well. And again it's a reminder to myself foremost before anybody else and please do check out my website with all of my new digital products on there so digital Islamic hibada planners and Islamic trackers on there as well as digital st- stickers um on www.amisma.co.uk and a certain percentage of the profits will go towards sponsoring orphans inshallah thank you so much for listening and take care assalamu alaikum